welcome once again to the Ebone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 378th time on this Friday, March 1st, 2024. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode, How to Live the Sweet Life. In today's housing market, I've got to admit, this sounds pretty cool. For five years, a man in New York has lived in a hotel rent-free. The owners only got suspicious when our guy, whose name is Mickey, filed paperwork claiming that he owned the building and then tried to charge another person who wanted to live there rent. He said he was surprised when police got to his, heavy air quotes on that, apartment. The police showed up with riot shields and guns. Reason being, he's essentially a squatter. He hasn't paid a dime in the last five years he's been living there. Yeah, because that's how that works. You file fraudulent paperwork, say that you own the whole place, and start trying to charge people rent. I'm sure you'll get by with it every time. He got by with this for as long as he did because of a loophole that someone had told him about, which says that occupants of a single room in a hotel that was built before 1969 can demand a six-month lease. And because he paid for a night in the hotel, Mickey decided he counted as a tenant. And I guess nobody thought to argue with him for a while. That is, until he decided to formally ask for the lease, and then the hotel decides to kick him out. He went to court the next day and won his case. Not because he had a good case or even a good lawyer, but simply for the fact that the lawyers for the hotel didn't bother to show up. This is the kind of stuff that you just joke about happening when the economy gets bad. Moving into a hotel, living there rent-free, but some people, they just don't have a funny bone in their body. This week, I would like to continue a tradition that I hold very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Psalms. Psalm chapter 56, verse 3 says, But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Now let's think about this for a second. This verse is speaking about fear. This verse is speaking about fear and who we need to put our trust in. We know that the first part of this verse says, But when I am afraid, or in the King James, it says, What time I am afraid. And literally that means the day I am afraid. When I am afraid. Immediately as fear sets in. David here doesn't hesitate to admit that there's times when he's afraid. And I don't either. I don't hesitate to admit that I sometimes am an anxious person. I sometimes am afraid of things, some things that I don't understand. But I do know that there is a God in heaven who understands it all. There is a God in heaven who shows no fear, who shows no anxiousness, Because he has it under control. The world is in his hands. And to me, that's reason enough to trust him. That is reason enough to put all our faith, all our confidence in him. One commentary on this verse says that trust and confidence in the Lord is the best antidote against fear, who is unchangeable in his love. He has everlasting strength, and he's faithful and true to every word of promise he's given. He is true and faithful to every word he has ever said, to every promise he's ever made to us. And he said, he will never leave us nor forsake us in the book of Hebrews. And I think that is reason enough to rely on him. That is reason enough to store every trust, every hope, 
every bit of confidence we have in the name of Jesus. Because no matter what we are, no matter where we are, no matter who we are, no matter what our fears tell us, no matter what our mind says, no matter what the conditions are around us, he is always going to be with us. And David knew that. And we know that as well as Christians. So we can claim this verse as well. But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. And we know we can because he is faithful. And we know he's faithful because he sent his son to die for us. He sent his son to make a way for us. And we know that one day, the one who died and was buried and rose again is going to come back for his church and take us home. Friends, that's reason enough to celebrate. Why should we fear when we have a promise ahead of us like that? That's my question to you. Sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. And that's why I've taken it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter to see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is, as supreme ruler I would. The first response, as supreme ruler I would, make every week a six-day weekend. So, what day would you work then? I can see two options here that already won't work. They're not on the table. Sunday because that's the day most go to church, that's a day of rest, and Monday, that's not going to work either, because, well, it's Monday. I'll just go ahead and defer to you on this one. Leave your answer in the comments on Facebook. What day would you want to work if the weekend was six days long, and why? The next response, as supreme ruler, I would probably not be ideal for the position. That's the answer for most of us. I think we all know that. There's just some qualifications that regular people can't meet. I'm not bred to be that kind of leader. The third response, as supreme ruler, I would ensure all people universal basic income. Yes, this one's my favorite. Get it going right now. I don't care who's in charge. Somebody put this on paper in writing. Get the ink drying right now. I love this idea. The next response, as supreme ruler, I would buy the world a Coke. Oh my goodness, here's another one I'm wholeheartedly in favor of. Although I will tell you, I'm more of a Pepsi man, but I won't turn a free one down, no matter what kind of soft drink it is. And the last response, as supreme ruler, I would do what I want. Wouldn't everyone, though? I mean, that's mainly the appeal of being a ruler. Until, that is, you learn of all the paperwork you've got ahead of you, and all the legalese and the red tape you've got to cut through, and all the new rules you have to make for everybody... If you don't have a little fun every once in a while, I can bet you it'd be a drag. Are you a fan of fast food? Well, if you are, just go ahead and stick around. What we're about to discuss might change your mind. Although, honestly, I doubt it, because you probably heard a lot of worse things. A man in Rockland County, New York, is suing McDonald's because he says that their cheese almost killed him. How does this stack up? All right, this guy's name is Charles, and his main complaint is that he went into anaphylactic shock after taking a bite out of his Big Mac. The reaction was so bad that he had to go to the hospital, and when he got there, he had to be intubated. And that's when the lawsuit was filed. He didn't think he would survive, but he did, and now he orders plain burgers and fries. He doesn't want to take the risk that it happens again, and honestly, I don't blame him. 
Simple story, but here's where our thoughts diverge on burgers. Charles says plain is, well, plain. Nothing on it. But my version of plain means cheese and usually ketchup because, well, cheese makes everything better. (laughs) We all know that. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. And if you want more from the podcast, visit the website, www.ebonezone.com. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.